Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. Black hole sun, won't you come and wash away the rain? Black hole sun, won't you come? Won't you come? Won't you come? (laughs) (laughs) What's up, everybody? You are watching slash listening to the Command Zone podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Wong. How's it? It's Josh Lee Kwai. Black Hole Sun reminds me of Damnation, the art. Yeah, actually. That, that looks like it, right? Yeah. <laughs> or that, that or Supermassive Black Hole. Yes, yes. One of the two. Another song that we've sung yeah. <laughs> on the show. Uh, we are doing Commander Legends Partners Review. This is the fourth or fifth, depending on when it comes out, episode. And today we are talking about the partners from Commander Legends in black. That's right. We've gone through three or four of the other colors. Um, we've still got, don't forget, all the cards that go in the 99. <sighs> to go <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's so many <laughs> we've done the pre-con upgrade guides we did all the solo commanders so it's continuing coverage of the commander legends set if you want to get your hands on any of these cards and from the amount we've been talking about it you know there are a ton of cards in commander legends that are just going to have an impact on the format and you're going to want to get in your decks go to cardkingdom.com slash command zone that's the place to go to order your magic products you want booster boxes or whatever your singles all the singles are available now it's not even pre-order it's just regular ordering them uh if you want to get jeweled lotus so you can get your commander out on turn one or two <laughs> go nuts go nuts <laughs> cardkingdom.com slash command zone is a place to go um they really are going to get you your stuff the fastest and in the best condition yeah and we're talking about like 50 to 100 cards today and all those are probably available on cardkingdom.com slash command zone too the other way about the show obviously is with Ultra Pro. Now, Card Kingdom does supply some Ultra Pro products, so if you're looking to pick up and do a couple of two things at once, you can do that there. But if you're going to your local game store or you're just looking for a way to protect your cards, Ultra Pro product is what we have trusted here on the show for many, many years. And uh, you'll see that every single set, especially on like Commander Legends, they went all out. They have all the playmats, all of the deck boxes, sleeves, everything else to help theme out your deck. But most importantly, keep your cards in pristine condition because there are some cards in this set I think are going to have a lot of value later on down the road. Speaking of Jeweled Lotus. And you don't want to get them scuffed up, ever. No, you don't. You want to keep them in good condition. Yes. Uh, all right, and the final way to support all of our content is directly if you go to patreon.com slash command zone, you get to talk with Jimmy and I on our Discord each and every day. You also get to watch game nights and extra turns earlier than the general public. We just had two episodes come out in back-to-back weeks, which is a new thing for us. I hope we don't have to do very often. I hope we can stagger them a little more. Yeah, we're not trying to set a trend here. <laughs> Didn't but. get a lot of sleep the last few weeks. Um, but that is a, a big perk. Also, when you watch... Uh, the game nights and the extra turns early. They're ad-free. You also get access to an ad-free version of this podcast, uh, the audio-only version. So there's and a lot the show of, notes and the show notes, see, the yeah. outline. Yeah, if you want to know exactly what cards uh, we listed in our outline. So there's a lot of perks for patrons. Again, Patreon.com/slash/CommandZone. And one of the other big perks is we shout out one lucky patron every single episode. Yeah. And this episode is dedicated to Nick, Nick Campbell. Campbell. Nick. You rock. I think Nick is one of our older patrons from around for a long time. Yeah, yeah. 2016, I think. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for the long time support. All right, let's get into the main topic here. Partners in Black from Commander Legends. All the colors have the same spread of 
partner commanders. They're all monocolor. There's one mythic, one rare, and six uncommon. Um, that doesn't actually correspond with their power level all the time. Some yeah. some of the uncommons have been a little bit crazy. Um, before we begin, is this a new thing we're putting on all the partners? I yeah. think I just left it from the last outline, but it's yeah. still true. <laughs> I was going to say, actually, we could add a couple more names to the list. Everything, if you wanted to, can partner with Thrasios, especially if you're not in green and blue. That's just the Simic way. This is the way. Uh, I, I mean, the same goes for like Timna, Tana, right? Any of the two color pairs from C16. If you're looking well, to Thrasios just, particularly. Thrasios particularly. It's going to be good with all of them. Because you get access to the things that also make Thrasios work and function better. Well, especially in black too, because you get all the tutors. Yes. Yeah. And so you can just tutor up, you know, the Basalt Monolith, Rings of Bright Hearth, or whatever infinite mana combo you want. And if you already have Thrasios, then you can just win with infinite mana. So If you want to do that. <laughs> not that we won't mention Thrasios this um this episode but just keep in mind they all are good with Thrasios if we don't talk about it okay yeah. let's talk about the first one this is uh silas wren's friend yeah i didn't realize it. it's on the art of silas wren yep. it's uh armix filigree thrasher two in the black for a three two legendary artifact creature golem whenever armix attacks you may discard a card when you do target creature defending player controls gets minus x minus x until end of turn where x is the number of artifacts you control plus the number of artifact cards in your graveyard. A lot of math going on here. But yeah, you got to always know how many artifacts you have on the battlefield and in the graveyard combined. Yep, and that's going to change if you discard an artifact with Armix when you're attacking. You can only give a creature uh, minus X, minus X that you're defending player control, so I can't attack Josh and make one of Mel's creatures go down. So it has to be all sort of directed at one person. But this is a Artifacts Cares deck about the graveyard and the battlefield. Yeah, because in order to activate this ability, uh, you need to discard a card. Mm -hmm. You're going to want to be playing around with your graveyard, right? You don't want to just discard cards for no value. You're going to discard those cards assuming that you're going to be able to reuse them or they like being in the graveyard or whatever. Uh, and because you want a lot of artifacts in the graveyard and on the battlefield, this kind of, I think, naturally becomes an artifactocrats deck. <laughs> which we've talked about in the past. Uh, and so a lot of these cards are going to be cards that you talk about in those decks. There's Scrap Trawler, Quark Clan Ironworks, yep. that kind of stuff. I don't think we really have a need to go through like what all that is. Um, Basically ways to recur artifacts back to your hand, uh, sometimes to your library, or just, you know, there are a lot of different ways now to do this. Yeah. And Artifactocrats is my new favorite term. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's an established deck, Brea and stuff. Yeah. A lot of decks like to do this. So you can just look up on EDHREC or whatever that type of deck. It's it's already, there's a shell there. And, and depending yeah. on what color you add with a partner with Armix, you're going to have some, you know, you're going to play in the margins. But I think the basic like 20 to 25 card package is kind of established. Um, a really good card in this deck is the one you just brought up on your phone there, Jimmy. Ugh, this card is nuts. It's uh, a bit of an older one. Mycosynth Lattice, six-mana artifact. All permanents are artifacts in addition to their other types. All cards that aren't on the battlefield, spells, and permanents are colorless, and players may spend mana as though it were mana of any color. So it basically turns all of your lands as well across the entire board into artifacts, including your own. So if you have Armix out and you discard a card, you're going to count every single one of your lands as an artifact, including the Mycosynth Lattice. Pretty much you'll be able to kill anything by discarding a card. Um, yeah. And, and with Armix's ability at that point, right? Like unless it's very early in the game, which Mycosynth costs a lot, so it's not going to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, this deck presumably can ramp it out. You're playing a lot of rocks also yeah. as well. Uh, While well, you have Mycosynth, yes, you can add Karn, the Great Creator, which has that uh, that static ability of activated abilities of artifacts your opponent's control can't be activated, <laughs> which with Mycosynth means that they can't tap their lands for mana anymore. Ooh. That's pretty mean. Um, you can do that if you feel like it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it, but whatever. Uh, well, you can't really play Karn for the minus two, which references a sideboard. Right. So you're just basically doing it for the plus one and then that plus Mycosynth. Uh, cranial <laughs> plating is going to be really good in this deck. This is an artifact equipment that uh, costs two to play and one to equip. And equip creature gets plus one plus oh for each artifact you control. And then you can pay black black and attach cranial plating to target creature you control. You can do that at instant speed. This is just going to be very good in a deck that just wants to have a lot of artifacts on the battlefield. Uh, ways to knock people out out of nowhere. Also makes blocking really hard if you're attacking with a couple of creatures because whichever one they don't block, you can slide it over to the other one. Yeah, and the regular equip cost is just one. Yeah. So it's actually a really efficient uh, artifact. 
equipment. Um, uh, yeah, go ahead. You also have the Strionic Resonator slash Lethal Form Engine. These are both abilities, or sorry, artifacts that are able to copy, activate, or trigger the abilities. So now you can get double the trigger from Armix. You can kill two creatures at once. Presumably, you're going to want to do this because Armix doesn't have Menace. Uh, evasion of any sort so getting rid of more blockers is one of the fewer is one of the few ways to make sure he safely it safely gets through and doesn't get blocked chumped whatever and also just killing two creatures instead of one is good uh just to clarify there strionic doesn't oh sorry the yeah. activated abilities but lithoform engine i think can right yeah yeah lithoform engine does everything <laughs> lithoform do- really does everything and it's fact it's its top ability is tar- copy target activated or triggered ability yeah. you control and strionic resonator for the same cost is only copy target triggered ability armix is a triggered ability because it's a when it attacks trigger even though you do have to pay something yeah i know it's a little confusing okay let's talk about what you might want to pair it with the way that i like to think about a lot of these partners is what colors do i want to add to this commander and assuming you're building around armix and not like armix is helping the other commander because i think right most of the time when i've built a partner deck i'm I'm concentrating on one of the partners more than the other, and and that's sort of the main strategy. And the other one's just either helping that main strategy, or they have a sub theme that like. But the it's hard to split a deck evenly fifty fifty, right? Especially back in the C sixteen days yeah. when it was like Tana pairs with like Thrasios. It's like tokens and Thrasios. It's like okay, it's easier to just sort of go one direction. But it's nice with the C, uh, these new commanders is that all of these partner ones are very pretty much pointed in one direction. So it makes the partnering I think a little more simple. So for Armix, I think you definitely want blue if you're looking to build the most powerful version of an Armix deck because blue gives you self-milling. Mm. And that's going to be, I think, one of the things you want to do with Armix is just dump a bunch of artifacts in your graveyard because that's going to be, you know, the easiest way to get a lot of um, a lot of negative X, negative X. Because it's way right. harder to play cards than it is to just mill cards, right? Of yeah. Your own cards. So yeah, yeah, since yeah. it counts the artifacts in your graveyards, I think that's really big. It also gives you access to all the windfall effects that blue has, which again, fill your graveyard up. And, and that, they're just really good. Yeah. <laughs> and I also said, you know, if you're going to have all the windfall effects, then you probably may as well just put Hole Breacher and Narset in there. Yep. Hole Breacher is a new card from Commander Legends, uh, similar to uh, Narset, which basically says... Narset is part of the Reveils. Each opponent can't draw more than one card each turn. So if you wheel a fortune or play a windfall, everyone else is drawing one card while you draw however many. Yep. And the Hull Breacher is a flash Merfolk Pirate for two in the blue. That's if an opponent would draw a card except for the first one they draw in each of their draw steps. Instead, you create a treasure token. So that could be like you make 21 treasures. Yeah, because they're not even drawing one card. They're drawing none. None. And also, like, they can't draw extra cards basically until they get rid of Hull Breacher. Yeah. This is a card Hull Breacher... That's sort of in the trio of powerful cards from the deck. We already talked about Jeweled Lotus and uh, Opposition Agent. Opposition Agent, yeah. But we'll talk about it more in our in the 99 review, but if it had been spoiled at the time we talked about those, we probably would have talked about it in that little other episode, because yeah. I think that card could be white. These are, yeah, these are sort of the top three offenders, I would say, of the, uh, did that need to happen like that? Blue really need that? All right, that's <laughs> a totally another subject. Um, blue also, if you pair it with Armix, gives access to all the artifact tutors. Oh, yeah. So blue has, like, War of Invention, Trinket Mage, Fabricate, there's tons. Blue is really good at finding artifacts, I don't know why. Yeah, uh, they should all probably of the all of the mages, right? Trinket and then trophy. treasure and trophy. Yeah, there's one, three, and six CMCs uh, tutors, which are all great. So this is going to be an artifacts deck. So being able to find the good ones, especially the small ones, is a good idea. Yeah, you also get the blue artifact recursion. So like Emery, Lurker of the Lock. Uh, blue also gives you Chief Engineer, which allows you to convoke out your artifacts. So tap your creatures for mana. There, here, here's a really interesting card that's also an alt win condition in the deck that's in blue. Mm-hmm. You want to read it? Mirrored and Besieged. It's great. It's two in the blue for an enchantment. As Mirrodin Besiege enters the battlefield, choose Mirren or Phyrexian. Mirren, uh, so this is kind of like the uh, Outpost series yep. where you can choose one or the other as an enchantment. The Mirren side is whenever you cast an artifact spell, create a 1-1 colorless mirror artifact creature token. Pretty nice. You're going to make a lot of, and that's also going to fuel Armix. And then you might the, do that sometimes. Yeah, the Phyrexian side, though. At the beginning of your end step, draw a card, then discard a card. Then, if there are 15 or more artifact cards in your graveyard, target opponent loses the game. Typically, this is like, nah, it's never going to happen. But this is 100%. Yeah, this is the deck, if it's going to do it, is is going to get you a win through Phyrexian. And also, just that at the beginning of your turn, uh, or of your end step, draw a card and then discard a card is good for you, because great artifacts that go into your graveyard are good. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, it can't happen before combat, but in general, you're going to be running a deck that wants to use its graveyard as its second hand, basically. Yeah, so if you want to add blue, Silas Ren is pretty obvious, because Silas 
gets artifacts out of your graveyard. So, yeah. of course, they made Silas so that it pairs with Armix because, again, like we said, if you look on the Silas Ren, Ar- Armix is there. Yeah, and Armix is massive compared yeah. to Silas, too. Uh, also, there's a new partner in blue, uh, Glacian Power Stone Engineer. Yeah, and- this guy's great, actually. We'll talk about him in the blue episode unless you haven't already read him but he taps to tap x untapped artifacts you control and then you look at the top x cards of your library put one of the cards into your hand and the rest into your graveyard so yeah that's actually turbo mill yeah so that's really really good in the deck obviously pairs really really well um some alternative pairings you could think about is maybe you want to add red as well so if you add silas ren to armix you only get one additional color you mm-hmm. get blue but if you were to add like chrome or something you would get you would have black, blue, and red all of a sudden. Um, and that gives you access to the red artifact cards. And there are some really good ones. Storm the Vaults is a great card in a deck that wants to have a lot of artifacts on the battlefield. Uh, don't worry about the front side, but it flips over and becomes a land that taps for the, the amount of mana equal to the amount of artifacts you control. So Yeah, Talarian uh, Academy. Yep. Which is a, <laughs> Talarian Academy is a banned card. So this is a way to get a sort of similar version of it. Uh, Joira, whether like Captain, draws you cards for artifacts you play. You get Goblin Welder and Engineer, which recur artifacts from graveyards or swap really them. Powerful. Dockside of Sorchness, which makes treasure, which you care about number of artifacts in play. Uh, so that red, I think, is a good alternative color. I think blue's probably still more powerful, strictly, because of the self-mill part. But, it, you know, if you can get both, it might be a good idea. And hey, if you have a reason to play Vandal Blast in your deck, yeah. it's pretty good. Um and then also, I, th- I thought Akiri could be good. She cares about artifacts. And White gives you access to Ethersworn Canonist, which mm-hmm. makes it hard for people to cast non-artifact spells. And you have mostly artifacts, Smothering Tithe, Makes Treasure. You care about number of artifacts. And then Luris uh, allows you to play permanent cards of CMC two or less, right? From your graveyard, yeah. Yeah, so that, that White would give you some stuff you might want. So. I actually really like Akiri uh, if you're just going, because Armix cares about attacking, so does Akiri. And you're just sort of trying to get in there with Mardu colors. Seems yeah. kind of fun. To be clear, it's the partner Akiri, not the... Yeah, yes, yes. In the car. But they all kind of do the same thing. They want to attack. <laughs> yep. So that's Armix. Seems pretty cool. It's an attack trigger, so it's not going to be too, too broken. Uh, Artifacto Kratz, though, is already a good deck, so yeah, it's going to be good. And in general, again, all of these black commanders, if you want to, if you have a partner pairing and you want to just add the color black, you could literally slot any of these in, and yep. you know sometimes they won't synergize, but if they do, then that's just gravy on top. I don't think Armix is probably the best for your average yeah. deck because it's very... This one might be much better. This one's probably going to be better in a more broad sense. It's Falthus, Shadow Cat Familiar. Two and a black for a 2-2, two, two, Legendary Nightmare Cat. It says, Commanders you control have Menace and Death Touch. Ooh. Including himself or itself. Right. Uh, by the way, I believe there is a cycle now looking at all of them. All the familiars look like they belong to Strixhaven. Oh. So hopefully there's a lot of animal, cute animals on Strixhaven, because I think that's what's going to happen. Oh, Kedis. Yeah. That does look right. like it. I never thought about this. Yeah, they're really cute. Uh, so there's been some Death Touch and Menace, Menace tribal stuff recently, um, and it seems like a direction that they're just slowly going in. So for multiple sets now, we've gotten these cards that sort of care about certain keywords. There's been Trample Tribal, Menace Tribal. Fight Tribal. Fight Tribal. That's not keyword. Yeah, it's not keyword. Yeah, Death Touch Tribal. So cards like Hooded Blightfang are probably good. This is two and a black for a one four snake with Death death Touch. But it says, whenever a creature you control with death, Death Touch attacks, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. And then whenever a creature you control with Death Touch deals damage Mm. to a Planeswalker destroy that planeswalker so it makes the death touch work against planeswalkers as that's like the probably Bra- should the anyway. ability yeah yeah we always talk about this if you've got death touch on your commander giving it the ability to ping creatures is usually good so viridian longbow is an equipment that allows you to tap uh equip creature to tap and deal one damage i think this card's super underrated by the way yeah i mean if you have a death touch commander this card probably goes in there because it just makes your commander say tap kill a creature yeah and there's also a lot of new like pirate cards there like when a pirate does damage to an opponent any kind of damage so the longbow is great there too thornbite staff very similar uh it is a two mana artifact that taps and you pay two to tap it to deal one damage to any target and however whenever a creature dies untap this creature so if you have a way to find infinite mana then this thing just untaps and murders every single thing on the board pretty much it's four to equip so it's a lot but when your commander has death touch i think it can be worth it because even just like pay four mana kill two creatures is pretty good and leave your thing untapped and maybe attack with it yeah so that's those are some good general cards that are going to go with Falthus. As far as what colors to pair it with, blue gives you control magic effects, which remember Falthus says commanders, commanders you control. 
So a way to get additional value out of that, obviously you're going to have one other commander that's your partner, but if you steal an opponent's commander, well, it gets menace and death touch because that is a commander. <laughs> it doesn't say commanders you own or your commander. If you want to pair this up with Silas Wren, well, Silas Wren having to deal combat damage to do his thing, also helped by Menace. Generally, that's like Menace and Flying. I'm always surprised when Menace is around because you're like, wow, that can hit a lot of people right now. Typically, it's like the Flyer that's like, sure, yeah, you can hit me with that. But Menace does a lot of work, I think, in Commander. And Menace, Menace with Death Touch, Menace. I keep wanting to say Menace. Menace with Death Touch. Yeah, it's, it's just better. <laughs> is really tough to block because even if you have the two blockers, the question is, do I want to lose both creatures? Yep. And, you know, two getting two for one like that on their commander two, which they can recast, just never feels good. Most people aren't going to block. Um, green, if you paired it with green, gives you a bunch of other Death Touch creatures, which could be good if you're going Death Touch Tribal, because Hooded Blightfang's great, but if only your two commanders have Death Touch, it's not as awesome, right, as if a bunch of other creatures do. Yep. You also get Vraska Swarm's Eminence, which is a... Uh, Planeswalker from War of the Spark, it's two and two hybrid black-green, so four mana for a five-loyalty Planeswalker. But it says, whenever a creature you control with Death Touch deals damage to a player or Planeswalker, you put a 1-1 counter on that creature. And you can also negative two Vraska and create a 1-1 black assassin creature token with Death Touch that also has that when it deals damage to a Planeswalker, destroy the Planeswalker. Um, so yeah. it makes Death Touch creatures, it pumps your Death Touch creatures... Seems good with Falthus. Also, green has all the lure effects. Right, so luring a card is basically forcing a cr all creatures to block at this combat if able, or sort of, you know, like a lure, you're throwing it out and you're reeling them in. And with Death Touch, this is almost like targeted removal. Yeah, or it could be like mass removal for one opponent, too. Like, uh -huh. if you can get a creature's power up a little bit, then if it's a 4-4 and you lure it and attack somebody who's got, you know, six creatures, they got to block with all of it, and you're going to kill four of their creatures... Because you get to assi assign one damage to four different things. Because you only have to assign lethal damage to yeah. things. So that works really well. Um, I think a Nara could be good paired with Falthus because of the indestructible that a Nara gives. Makes it really, really tough to block. And also if you lured a Nara and attacked and it had Death Touch and, and a lure. Yeah. Now it's a 4-4 four, four, and it's not going to die and it's going to kill four things. That becomes pretty strong. So green seems like a, a decent pairing. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, red gives you access to some Menace tribal stuff. So Zagreus is Death Touch tribal stuff. So Zagreus was from Zendikar. Yeah, Zagreus is probably like the best pairing here because it is a uh, four black and a red four four flyer. It costs one less for each creature in your party. So again, those are warriors, clerics, rogues, and wizards. Uh, not really probably going to be relevant here, but other creatures you control have Death Touch and the same thing. Whenever your creature you control deals combat damage to a Planeswalker, destroy that Planeswalker. Yeah, uh, Again, you can't pair it with uh, Zagreus, but Zagreus could go in a deck with yeah. Falthus and, and something with red, another partner with red. Um, you also get Labyrinth Raptor and Sonorous How Howlbonder, which are Menace tribal things. Uh, yeah, so Sonorous Howlbonder makes Menace Menace triple Menace. So yes, yeah, so yeah, you need three <laughs> creatures to block your Menace creatures. And then Labyrinth Raptor is pretty interesting. It's a creature that says whenever a creature you control with Menace becomes blocked, defending player sacrifices a creature blocking it. Whoa. So they just lose one of them automatically, and then if the other one, you know, still can eat your creature, at least it'll die to the death touch. So they're going to lose both creatures. I guess they were probably going to anyway because of the death touch, but still. Um, then you can also, red also gives you the ability for your creatures to deal damage to other creatures, and again, with the death touch, it can be pretty devastating so chandra's ignition target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to each other creature and each opponent death touch yeah with fault this this just kills all the other creatures also there's a way to win the game if you can get your creature big enough yeah oh i like blood, blood mark mentor i thought was fun one or red for a one oh, one yeah. red creatures you control have first strike so again you're just making like all, you're kind of like vulturing it out right this could this could be a rogue rock deck in a way you can add red and then you give it just basically a bunch all your creatures different effects and abilities makes it super hard to block them well for yeah first strike is very very good with death touch because on first strike damage you deal the death touch they die they never hit you back yeah so that's why first strike is good with death touch uh white if you're going to pair with white, does give you access to first strike as well. So archetype of courage and knighthood is an enchantment. They both do the same thing. They give creatures you control first strike. Um, yeah, I think this pairs pretty well also with any of the partners that say, when it deals combat damage, do this. Because Death Touch and Menace just make things really hard to block. So like Kedis, uh, there's a new red one, Breaches. Timna, Tana, Ikra Shadiki, Akiri Lineslinger. Akiri doesn't have a 
combat trigger, but you just want to get her in for damage. Yeah. Um, maybe could also be good with Jessica because if you give Jessica death touch, then her minus ability. Oh, that's right. Because as a planeswalker with death touch, it's not like it's unlike a creature. Right. She can minus X to deal X damage to each of up to three targets. So you just do it for one and kill three things. So that makes, I think, Jessica's minus ability a lot better. So interesting things you can do with Falthus. And I actually think Falthus is a uh, partner that's probably going to get better as the years go on because they clearly are sort of dropping one or two Menace mm-hmm. Tribal, Death Touch Tribal type cards here and there. And my guess is they're going to continue to build those archetypes up. Yep. Uh, you probably won't play this as much in the 99, but if you do, you just play this creature and it's similar to a lot of the other ones. Like when you control your commander, get X, Y, and Z. In this case, this just grants your commander Menace and Death Touch. Maybe like in a Saskia deck or something like that, you'd play uh-huh. it inside. But yeah, I don't think it's probably going in the 99 a ton. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next one. Good job, Kitty. Good job. A nightmare cat, as most cats are when they are, you know, young, I guess. (laughs) All right, next up we got Keskit, the Flesh Sculptor. Two in the black for a 1-3, legendary creature, human artificer. You can tap Keskit to sacrifice three other artifacts and or creatures. Look at the top three cards of your library, put two of them into your hand and the other into your graveyard. So sacrificing three things, you get to draw two and one goes into the graveyard. It's a steep price, right? Yeah, I mean, even sacking two is a steep price. Yeah. <laughs> sacking one sometimes can be a steep price if you're not set up. Um, I still think there's some cool things you can do with it. The first thing I wanted to say was that it seems pretty good with Encore. Right. Because that's the new mechanic where you... Exile a card. From exile a card from your graveyard. You make a token copy uh, for each opponent, and then it must attack those opponents that turn, and then you sacrifice at the beginning of the next end step. So you can Encore something, right. get your attack in, maybe get your into the battlefield a thing and then sacrifice them to Keskit before you have to sacrifice them to their own Encore trigger. That's a way to get some additional value of Encore. So I think that's kind of good. I mean, besides that, it's not super exciting because it's going to be either aristocrats because you can sack creatures or artifactocrats because you can sack artifacts. It's right in the middle. <laughs> yeah. It's aristofactocrats. <laughs> that sounds so... Yeah. So Scrap Trawler, Mirror Retriever, Junk Diver, uh, Car Carnar Works... I think if you, there's probably some infinite type loops you can get into. If you get cost reducers like Foundry Inspectors, yours familiar that make your artifacts cost less, you might be able to get like Mirror Retriever Junk Divers to cost zero or close to it. Pitiless Plunderer makes treasure when uh, creatures die. Mm-hmm. Um, then maybe something that can turn mana and untap Casket. Uh, because remember, Casket's got a tap. So there's a lot of pieces, but you could probably put together some combos where you're sacking stuff, casting it for zero, getting it back, mm-hmm. you know, churning through your deck, creating infinite mana. I don't know. I think you're looking for a way to get something to happen when you sacrifice your artifacts as well. Yeah. Um, like I, oh, Thornbite Staff is, yeah, I wrote down, it's good because when a creature dies. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. you sack the creatures. Untap it. To Casket, and that untaps it because creatures died. And then maybe you have pitiless plunderer out to get a bunch of art treasures you can use the treasures to make more mana recast the things yeah notably uh, i think i like joy's familiar foundry inspector because a lot of times when you have mana reduction on cards they'll say like artifact spells you cast one less to cast this can't reduce the cost to zero right but these can if you have both out and you have a two mana artifact it becomes a free to cast thing so then you're into the whole eggs world there's a hundred different ways to go maybe more infinite at that point um, blue gives you all the same artifacts synergies we talked about with Armix. Um, plus you get untappers for Keskit. So you can play like the fate stitchers of the world and that vizier of tumbling sands and kind of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to, uh, blue red gives you both the main artifacts colors similar to Armix. So you can again, get those goblin welders and stuff and yep. the storm, the vaults and all that. Um, I thought pairing with Tago might be kind of good because you can sack all those rocks for value. Tago makes rocks when lands enter the battlefield. Yeah, and then you can play all of the things that are just you're trying to make a lot of, you know, artifacts on the battlefield, rocks included. Yeah, if you go more towards the aristocrat side, so the creature, sacrificing creature side, then white and green are probably better just because white has more graveyard recursion, green too. Mm-hmm. Uh, white also does have some untappers to allow you to use Keskit, you know, more than once in a turn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Keskit's a lot of hoops to jump through, can do some powerful things, but, you know, the combos with Keskit are like four card combos and things like that, so not going to be insanely powerful. Anything that you have to tap to do its thing is always going to have a natural check on it. Yep. 
three three creatures even though you can do artifacts as well it just is a bit too much i think it's going to be hard to get this going within the first you know four or five turns of the game unless you have a lot of cheap artifacts out but even then do you want to sacrifice them just to draw two cards probably not all right the next one is miara thorn of the glade one in a black for a one two legendary elf scout whenever miara or another elf you control dies you may pay one and one life if you do Draw a card. Hey, that's fun. So, Elftocrats. <laughs> Add Ocrats to everything, and you've got a deck, especially I mean, if it's in black. This is kind of what black's doing so far, right? Because this is when an elf dies. Yep. Get this. So, well, you're going to do the same things that you want to do with artifacts and with normal creatures in these other decks. You want to get specifically elves, mm -hmm. uh, but then you want to get them to die and recur them and stuff. So, you, you're almost certainly going to want to pair this with green, because green has the most elves. And because you need elves to die for Miara to do anything, it wouldn't. I don't think it makes a lot of sense to not have green. Yeah, you definitely need green. It's also the one where you can make the most tokens. You got a lot of one-one green elves running around, warrior tokens, all that stuff. But I think it is quite good. And the fact that last uh, earlier we talked about Abomination of Lanwar is like right. Really, green black has a lot of elves, but they don't have a commander that's really good with them. And I think this is probably better than. Um, the abomination of Lanwar as far as like caring about how many elves you have and stuff like that. And this also was going to fuel you through the late game and you can pair this up with a two color pairing too if you if you don't want to just go green and black. That's a good point. And there are like random elves hanging out in white and some other colors so you could get your hands on those by having Miara yeah. and something else. So I think that's pretty good. But, you know, obviously you're going to want the Ashnaz altars, the Phyrexian altars. Green gives you Birthing Pod. Ah, very nice. Which is a sack outlet. You'll draw a card. You also get to go tutor for another creature that is, what is it, uh, equal to or CMC one CMC one. more. Which is great, actually, yeah. because there's a lot of combo t potential in these decks. Obviously, you're playing Ashnod's Altar and Phyrexian Altar because if you sack a creature to that, that gives you the mana to pay for Miara's ability, and that's just going to keep your engine going. Yeah, there's stuff like Wirewood Herald, which is an elf that when it dies, you may search your library for an elf card, reveal that card, put it into your hand, shuffle your library. Oh, cool. Uh, you want token creators. There's less elf token creators than you think. A lot of them are on creatures. There's stuff like uh, Lissalana, Huntmaster. Huntmaster. Yeah. Whenever you cast an elf, sp elf spell, you can create a 1-1 one, one green elf warrior creature token. So that's just going to fuel the the Elftocrat stuff, right, that you can sack and draw the cards, turn your tokens into cards. Um, if you add white, which means you'd want to be Sidar Kondo to have green and white, then you get the recursion from white. You get Luris, which we've talked about already, but most elves are low CMC, so Luris would allow you to recast them out of your graveyard. Um, you get like Faith's Reward type stuff, which you know brings back all the permanents that uh, have gone to the graveyard from your battlefield this turn. Yeah, that's a way to sack a lot of stuff, play Faith's Reward, get it all back. Um, Tesa Karloff. Yeah, if you're adding black now. Oh, well, you already have because of Miara, right? Yeah, so with white, you get Tesa Karloff. Right. Which is the death harmonicon, doubles up your death triggers, and Miara is a death trigger, so you draw two cards. Not only that, uh, Tesa cares about your creature tokens as well, and if you're going that route, which seems like the most combo-tastic and value-driven, then creature tokens have Vigilance and Lifelink. So you that could be a big game as well. You get access to Athreos, uh, God of Passage, the OG Athreos, which also can recur your creatures to your hand if people don't play pay three life. This is one we haven't talked about a lot, but probably should be talking about more. It's Mothra. I don't know why we're not. Uh, it's Luminous Brood Moth, two white, white for a three, four flying. Whenever a creature you control without flying dies, return it to the battlefield under its, owner under, under its owner's control with a flying counter on it. So it basically turns all of your caterpillars into moths, if that makes sense. Yeah, is that so the right route? <laughs> so, yeah, that's exactly what it's doing, right? Yeah. So your elves die... And they don't have flying because most elves don't fly, which means that they come back on the battlefield with a flying counter. So you can kind of sack all your elves twice. And also just elves with flying is kind of cool. And mm -hmm. a lot of times you're going to pump all your elves to win the game eventually. So them having flying is quite good. Um, yeah. Yeah. So white is, I think white green is probably the direction you want to go. But you also can think about like blue. Blue gives you distant melody, which is a sorcery. You can choose a creature type and then draw a card for each permanent you control of that type. Um, blue also gives you access to if it's blue, green, uh, and black, which I think it's black, green, and something else, right? If yeah. you're going three color. It has to be black and green, I yeah. think, for this deck. So Tashana is a card you might think about, which basically uh, when ETBs, you draw cards equal to the number of creatures you control. <laughs> and elf decks just tend to have like a lot of creatures out very early. Yeah, you don't even care that this isn't an elf. When you play this, you're like, great, I just drew 10 cards or whatever it is. 
and Murara is drawing you a ton of cards, so it's going to be you're going to have a ton of cards in this deck. Yeah, uh, red seems like the color you're not going to use, but maybe Goblin Bombardment is a card that you would want. I mean, definitely you would want that card, but I don't think it's worth going into red for haste, haste granters, haste granters, or you're playing your impact tremors, so you're killing people because you're making tons of tokens. Um, in general, though, Miara can really go a lot of different ways. The nice thing about it is that her ability is really evergreen here, which is like lose an elf. Pay some mana and draw some cards. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. always going to be good, but it's going to be a little bit narrow because it's only going... You only really want it in an elf deck. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so we're through half of the partner commanders in black. We've got the other half to go, including the Planeswalker commander from... Uh, there's only two in this set, I guess. I was going to say from this Yeah, set. true. <laughs> but Which is pretty uh, cool and, and one Jimmy's playing on the next episode of Game Nights. We're going to go know. through that in just a second. We're going to take a quick break and hear a message from our sponsors. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. All right, we are back talking about the black solo partner, commanders, commander, partner, only partners with partners. Okay, I'm just kidding. It's the black series of eight commanders in Commander Legends, and we're through four of them, so let's get to the final four. Uh, we haven't, final four. We haven't done the rare or the mythic yet. They're coming up, but first up, we have Nadier, or Nadir, Agent of the Duskanel. Five in the black for a 3-3 three, three legendary creature elf warrior. Whenever a token you control leaves the battlefield, put a plus one, plus one counter on Nadier. Whenever Nadier, Nadier, I don't know. <laughs> Whenever Nadier leaves the battlefield, create a number of 1-1 one, one green elf warrior creature tokens equal to its power. Hey, we were just talking about how there weren't as many elf sort of like token creators. This one could be a lot. Yeah, it's kind of um, echoes of Alenda, mm -hmm. the Dusk Rose. This is a leaves the battlefield trigger. Funny because they probably designed it with the old dies rule in effect. Oh, because it was funny. designed a couple of years ago, but then now the dies rules has changed. So I wonder if this would have said when Nadia dies, dies, create a number of one one. But they probably learned from Alenda, don't do that. And now all of a sudden, you could could have done that. Anyway, leaves the battlefield is definitely better yeah. than when it dies, right? Because you could flicker it. You could even if it gets exiled or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, it's obviously tokens because it says tokens on there twice. Mm -hmm. Whenever a token you control leaves the battlefield, so not just a creature. So this is. Tokenzocrats, kind of, right? Um, you want stuff to die because or leave the battlefield, but tokens when they leave the battlefield generally go away. So, and then you want Nadia to leave the battlefield to make more tokens, which could then leave the battlefield to make Nadia bigger. If you, I'm just gonna say Nadia, by the way, Nadia, you yeah, just established that that's what it is. So it's a it's a it's a specifically tokens aristocrats type strategy. 
Um, this obviously goes great in the Miara deck that we talked about earlier. In fact, you may even be okay with interchanging them depending on what direction you're taking that uh, that deck as who is the commander for the pairing. Yeah, because it makes elves. Yeah. Um, there are lots of different ways to abuse tokens. Then uh, there's great cards in black that actually make a lot. Uh, Endric Sar, Master Breeder, is the Thrall token master. So whenever you cast a creature spell, create X11 black Thrall creature tokens where X is that spell's converted to mana cost. And then whenever you control seven or more Thralls, you sacrifice Endric Sar. However, I'm presuming you're going to have a sacrifice outlet around so that that doesn't happen. But Endric Sar is one of those great cards that just continually pumps out tokens for you. Yeah, Endric Star is perfect with Nadia too because she would Nadia is it she he would create exactly six ah yes when you cast so then and then if you have sack outlet all of a sudden Nadia immediately becomes huge Nadia is really powerful against like board wipes and stuff too because if in response you could sack all the tokens make Nadia big it's going to die to the to ah the, nice to the wrath but then boom bring make back more tokens yeah exactly so they didn't really get ahead much especially if you have a way to use what you, like a sack outlet if you're milling someone yep. or doing damage of some sort doing something Nadia also says whenever a token you control leaves the battlefield so it doesn't actually have to be a creature so, i like this yeah so treasure tokens work really well with this so pitiless plunder a card we've been talking about a bunch but goes in all these decks mm -hmm. uh, makes treasure when creatures you control die so that's a way to you know, turn your tokens that you sacked into treasure that you sack that then become Nadia. huge. Yeah, Nadia gets huge when it dies, becomes a million elf warrior creature tokens. That's cool. I'm glad that it's just tokens as well. There's like the, um, there's there's lots of ways to make sort of like mana producing tokens as well in terms of the, what are those called? Those little, uh, <laughs> am I blanking on their names? The zero ones that sack for mana. Uh, Eldrazi, Eldrazi spawns. spawns. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so signs again, or spawns, I always get confused. Another way, signs are the one one, spawns are the zero ones. So again, tokens leaving the battlefield. That's really neat though. Treasure is going to get you so much more value in this. So that's why you might want to add green or white to get those artifact synergies. And then of course you can play Smothering Seems really good with Always, Nadia, yeah. right? Oh, well, yeah. Smothering Tithe, that's a good point. Always seems really good. Uh, Tireless Tracker is another one because clue tokens would count right. as things that are leaving the battlefield, tokens leaving the battlefield. Um, might also be good in a pairing with Tana because Tana makes tokens. Mm -hmm. So that's another way for Nadia to kind of get bigger and, and protect your board. The, the problem with token decks often is, uh, yeah, I got 40 tokens, somebody, you know, kills them all. <laughs> Uh, Cyclonic Rift or whatever. from Pulse. Yeah. Uh, Rift is actually pretty good against... Not, or Nadia is a leave the ballot for the trigger. Sorry. So that's, again, oh, it's nice. fine against Rift. I, yeah. You know, I kind of like the fact that they're sort of trending towards this. We've, we've seen this a couple of times now where it's like whenever there's any... Like, for instance, the Pirates that like dealing damage, any kind of damage to a player or any kind of token leaving the battlefield. It's nice. It kind of opens it up more without necessarily breaking, I think, apart the format, which is excellent. Uh, so red would also give you treasure tokens and token creation with Tana. So you'd also get like Dockside Extortionist, which, you know, spoiler alert, that card is good. <laughs> um, Please give us more. Togo makes, yeah. Togo makes rock tokens. If you ah. can sack them in some way, mm -hmm. uh, then, or somehow get them to leave the battlefield, then that could maybe be good. I don't Too know. Too bad throwing the rock doesn't get rid of the rock. It does. It uh, oh, yeah, it's Axe the Rock. Oh, well, so, there, yeah. there you go. Never mind. But it's a lot of mana. You're not going to throw very many of them, uh, <laughs> yeah. in my experience, anyway. Blue, I, blue, I like blue here, yeah. Yeah, blue gives you blink effects, and it is leave the battlefield stuff. So, remember, Nadia is a 3-3, three, three, so just by blinking it, you'll get three elves. Yes. Uh, if if it hasn't been pumped in any other way, so... You know, blue blinky stuff could could work good too. Yeah, if you can blink them a bunch, that's three elves every single time. You don't really need that many to add on a crater hoof type effect. Yeah, to if you win do that game. twice, you're probably fine, right? Like yeah. nine creatures will usually do it. Yeah, yeah, at uh, least to kill one person. <laughs> so it's interesting. It's 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 more token focused sort of aristocracy, but it doesn't have to be aristocrats too. Could also be bounce and blink. So I yeah. find that interesting. Yeah, yeah, I dig yeah. it. All right, the next one is the one that the prof was the most excited about. Um, and this was the one that Gavin was the most excited That's about. Right. What is it? A like, year ago. A year ago when we did our, yeah, yeah. our announcement video. It's Sangir the Dark Baron. So Baron Sangir. Four black black for a 4-4 four, four legendary vampire noble has flying. Whenever another creature dies, put two 1-1 one, one counters on Sangir the Dark Baron. And whenever another player loses the game, you gain life equal to that player's life total as the turn began. Well, another random thing we need to keep track of. Yeah, what was your life total when the turn you began? Okay, uh, that's how much I'm gaining. 
listen, you can do some stuff with this card, but man, I don't know why this was the rare, because it seems less powerful than a lot of the other ones. It's six mana, so much mana. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is, again, I'll just say it off the bat, Marchese of the Black Rose fans, yay, because yeah. gaining life in that deck can be really important, but six mana for a creature is still... Well, you're not going to gain that much life. You have to kill a player to gain the life. Like, sure, you, you got to combo gonna, them out. Well, it's definitely <laughs> going to happen maximum of twice in a game, because the third time you won. <laughs> yeah, so, true. Yeah. And how much are you really gaining, right? Let's say Sanger is like a 10-10. You're hitting them for 12 or something. So it's not that significant. You have to knock them out of the game with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think there are well, some... anyone can lose the game, right? Someone could just combo kill out an Aetherflux Reservoir someone, and then you could gain, you know, 40 life or something, right? Right. But if Sanger, if the Dark Baron is out, they're going to Aetherflux Reservoir you. <laughs> and <laughs> then the other player, right? Like, because they know. They don't want you to gain 80 life or whatever it is. 80. They would have to be at 80. They don't want you to gain yeah. 30 life or whatever. Right, right, right. Yeah. I think there are some ways the, this card can do cool stuff, though. Um, Hatred is a card. It's three black black for, for an instant. It says... As an additional cost to cast this spell, pay X life, mm -hmm. and then target creature gains plus X plus O until end of turn. So normally you don't want to just pay, or sometimes you do, but yeah. normally it hurts a lot to pay just 36 life, or actually I guess it would be uh, 17? 17 life nice. into it. But yeah, that's a way to gain 40 life, right? Like you play mm -hmm. Sangir the Dark Baron, attack, it's a flyer, so presumably no blockers, pay 17 life, and then you're going to gain 40 life back or whatever yeah, they, were at. they were at. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of killing people without taking them to zero, uh, you can obviously do similar things to Hatred, which is Infect. So Tainted Strike, a creature gets plus one, plus one, gains Infect until end of turn, so you can get them up to a 10. And if you get someone infected out, they're going to lose the game, and they're actually, they could stay at 40 life and take 10 Infect damage, actually. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Grafted Exoskeleton is another way, especially yep. if you have a couple other creatures in a sack outlet, you can pump them. Uh, saying you're the dark baron that way yeah if you're going to pair it with red then you're going to get a lot of the effects that really help you out in the voltron smack them down in one hit type effect so team or battle rage gives you double strike until end of turn and against trample as well uh because it's got power four or more on singer automatically yep if you hatred and make this thing huge or do some of these other pump effects uh, Fling is a really good card, which allows you to sacrifice a creature and then deal damage to any target equal to the sacrificed creature's power. Notably, it doesn't have to be Sanger, the one that's attacking and killing them, right? You could have just another creature that hits them for 25, and that's enough. And then you fling that to someone else and maybe kill them too. Yep. Sanger just needs to sort of be there to see that happen to get the effects going. Uh, Chandra's Ignition, we already talked about, but if you're going to Hatred and Chandra's Ignition in a turn, that's 10 mana, but that'll probably win you the game. Yeah. I also thought Treasonous Ogre is quite good in this deck because... A lot of treasonous ogre is a creature, um, but it has pay three life and add a red to your mana pool. So very powerful card, but even more powerful when if you're going to take that risk, you're going to do it to take a player out of the game and yeah. gain a lot of that life back. So, I love treasonous ogre; it's yeah. very much a me card. It will make the Chandra's ignition hatred thing a lot easier to do too, right? Like because you yeah. need so much mana to do that. But if you have treasonous ogre out now, all of a sudden, like oh man, if I have four mana and like fifteen life, maybe I can pull that off. Uh, if you are pairing it with red, then Jessica seems like a really good pairing from the new partners because Jessica can triple the damage that's mm -hmm. being dealt. So Sanger then really does become a potential threat for a commander kill. Only has to be seven power. Yeah. Yeah. And again, Sanger, any creature dies, it gets two plus and plus one counters. So just incidentally on the other side of the board, something gets sacked, something happens, Sanger's going to grow. Tana, we keep mentioning Tana, but it seems like a good combination with uh, this package because Tana's also good with Hatred, mm -hmm. Team or Battle Rage, that kind of stuff because you just make more tokens. And the tokens are good with Baron Sangir. Sorry, Sangir the Dark Baron because then you can sack those to make uh, the Baron bigger. I'm just going to yeah. call him Baron. Baron. Yeah. Big B. Big B. Uh, <laughs> and of course you get green ramp, so that's really important. And then like actually you wrote down plus one counter synergy, which could be a whole nother way of taking Sangir. You don't necessarily need to be like, let's combo kill someone else out because people are gonna start sniffing that from a ways away. Yeah, that's true. Tana gives you green, which just has the one one counter synergy. So yeah. I like when you wrote down Ludovic, which is adding blue and red to this because Ludovic says at the beginning of each player's end step, that player may draw a card if a player other than you lost life this turn. So it's encouraging other players to start attacking each other, maybe gang with them within striking range for you to kill them yep you'll gain less life if they're lower when you when they die but still like just encouraging them to attack each other is good in a, any uh any text that says when another player loses the game and does something <laughs> right yeah. like yeah that's not gonna happen very often you need some help uh rayhan could be good because it gives plus one counter synergy again that's green only adding green to the deck mm -hmm. uh blue gives you Tutors and recursion for your instants and sorceries. So if you are building around hatred, tainted strike, stuff like that, 
then you may want to either rebuy those or be able to find them at the right moment. And yeah. so blue could be a consideration, blue, red, or something like that. Ludovic again. Okay, cool. Sangir is not terribly exciting, uh, especially as the rare, but flavor-wise, awesome. Yeah, it's going to be real bad when you got to do that stuff and somebody goes, uh, swords to plowshares. Remove it. <laughs> Remove it. Or you yeah. do all this stuff and you're like, haha, got you for lethal. And someone else is like, I'm not going to let you gain the life though. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm at two, hatred, hurt. <laughs> yeah, somebody, somebody else is going to be like, okay, swords to plowshares because, yeah. yeah, before that hatred, um, you know, sticks right after you paid the life. All right, next up is Tevish Zat, Doom of Fools. Uh, this is the commander pairing that I played for the Game Nights episode. I paired this up with Sakashima. Uh, so Tevish Zat is a Planeswalker similar to Jessica. This is the only two Planeswalker partner commanders from the set. Four in the black for a four, leg- uh, four loyalty Planeswalker. He has two plus abilities. The first one is a plus two. Create two zero one black thrall creature tokens. These are notably different than the Endrixar ones because they're zero ones, not one ones. Mm. And this plus one, you may sacrifice another creature or planeswalker. If you do, draw two cards, then draw another card if the sacrifice permanent was a commander. And then his minus 10, gain control of all commanders. Put all commanders from the command zone onto the battlefield under your control. So you steal him, not just from the board, but from the from command, the command zone. zone. Yeah. yeah. And if you get him to 10 and use it, he will go to the to the command zone, and then you'll steal him from your own command zone out. So he'll immediately come right back out. Holy cow, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, pretty nuts. Um, yeah, a lot of really good abilities here. Like, I think all of these are pretty useful. Yeah, and this is one of those cards where it's just like you kind of it's kind of a sack outlet on at sorcerer speed one time a turn, but you draw two cards, and if you end up sacrificing a commander, you draw three cards. I like that you can sacrifice planeswalkers with this because this immediately made me think of when I built the deck all of the War of the Spark ones that mm. only have negative abilities and will sometimes just sit at one or two loyalty and not be able to do anything, like Narset Harder of Veils or Obnixilis the Hate Twisted. Um, and I thought and now they become useful when yeah. they're low. And you know, let's say you don't need the effect anymore. You can sack it. You draw two cards with Tevish Zot, which is pretty nice. Um, obviously, this is great in Aristocrats decks. You're making tokens with it. You're also sacrificing them for value. Yeah, so this can go in the decks of most of the cards we've already talked about, for sure. Yeah, this is a really powerful Planeswalker as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, IR, the first of Lockthwain, is black, black, black for a legendary elf noble. Whenever it or another black creature enters the battlefield under your control, each opponent loses one life and you gain a life. And then Ayara is a deck that a lot of people have built where you just tap it, sack another black creature, draw a card. So Tevish really goes along the same lines of that as well. Yeah, I like Tevish a lot too just because it makes the two thralls and is at six loyalty. So it's going to live most of the time, right? It makes two blockers. Even if you just play it out, two blockers, six loyalty, it's going to be hard to get rid of it by the time it's your your turn again. Which, you know, the way we evaluate a lot of Planeswalkers, we're just like, well, you're just going to play it and then it's going to die. Can they make it back? Yeah, exactly. If you're adding green, then you can play Oath of Gideon or Peer Imaginative Rascal. Oath of Gideon is white, uh, but that basically lets Tevishot come in with one additional loyalty counter, and then you doubling season it to instantly ultimate. We did it. We broke doubling season. Um, so adding green does seem good to yeah the deck. Oh. green does seem good i mean spoiler alert adding green to all the decks is going to be pretty good because if you add the best color yeah to any deck it's going to be good yeah you, this is the if you're looking for the how do i make tevish ultimate then you're playing with the pure oath of gideon type cards um and then skull clamp obviously is very good um and you can make more thrills if you play endrick sar and so you can just have a thrill off um although have a thrill off Although, Endrixar will see the throws that Tevish Sot makes, so don't make seven or more, and then he'll automatically die. Okay, when it came to partners, Rogue Rock is actually really interesting yeah. because you can first cast him for zero, and then Tevish Sot can sacrifice him, and you draw three cards because it's two plus one because it's your commander. That's like better ancestral, right? Zero yeah. mana, draw three. <laughs> and then the next time, Rogue Rock's only going to cost two, so you're going to cast him for two, and then you're going to draw three cards again. Two mana, draw three, still awesome. And then the next time, again, this is three turns now, you can draw four... Or sorry, you pay four for Rogrok and draw another three. So. But I still play Ambition's Cost in most of my black decks, so... Yeah, so altogether, <laughs> that's zero mana, two mana, four mana, that's six mana to draw nine cards. Yeah. Uh, and that's obviously a little bit magical at Christmas land. Um, Dargo also seems really good because Dargo wants to be sacrificing things to get its mana cost reduced. Um, and then I thought if you're going to play red or if you want to play blue and red, so you can play control magics and threaten effects because now Tevish Sot can sacrifice them when you steal their cards. So Crown, Ludovic's Opus, like we talked about earlier in this episode. Yeah, you steal their commander, sack it, draw the extra card. And then maybe even get to the point where you steal the commander, sack it, and then play it with Tevish Sot's ultimate because you're proliferated and did a bunch of cool stuff. Okay, oh, yeah, green. That's another reason green's good proliferation. Yep. 
anyway, that is Tavish Zot for me in a nutshell. I think this is just a super flexible commander um, for partner. And if you want to add black to any commander deck, this is like an easy, like, yeah, why not for yeah. the partner pairings? I'd say this is one of the better, like, partner cards yeah. in the whole set. Oh, for sure. Yeah. All right, let's go to the last partner commander in black. It's Tormod the Desecrator. Tormod's out of his crypt. It's three and a black for a 4-2 legendary zombie wizard. Whenever one or more cards leave your graveyard, create a tapped 2-2 black zombie creature token. So it's one or more. So what you really want to do is have cards leave your graveyard singly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and be have that repeatable. Because if you bring them all back at once, you're only going to get one 2-2 tapped black zombie creature token. So everyone said the same thing when they saw this card, which is Gravecrawler combos. Gravecrawler is black for a 2-1 zombie. It can't be blocked, but it says you may cast Gravecrawler from your graveyard as long as you control a zombie. Yeah, Gravecrawler can't block because he's crawling. Can't block, yeah. Is that what I said? <laughs> a lot of people can block this thing. Look how slow it's going. Yeah, if you add a Phyrexian Altar to that, then you're creating the black mana that's create that you, you need recast to it. recast it, and then you're just sacking it to itself to recast it over and over. You make infinite amount of 2-2 tap black zombie creature tokens with Tormod. Very nice. Shire Shizo's Caretaker is a legendary four in the black 2-2. Whenever a creature with power one or less is put into your graveyard from the battlefield, you may return that card to the battlefield at the beginning of the next end step if Shire is still on the battlefield. So that's a way to sack stuff, have it come back on to the next end step, which means you can do this every single turn. Again, even if you didn't have the mana to to like go off with a Gravecrawler combo, you could just have a 1-1 one, one that you can sack and they'll come back three times in a turn cycle and you make three 2-2s. Two Yep. Um, there's a couple of cool cards. Tortured Existence is black for an enchantment. You pay black, discard a creature card, and then return target creature card from your graveyard oh. to your hand. So if you can ever make infinite black mana, or even just a lot of black mana, you can just be like, cycle these two cards back and forth and make a 2-2 zombie for a black yeah, mana. Yeah, because it's whenever one or more cards leave your graveyard, so yeah. it doesn't need to necessarily have specific ways it does that. Uh, there's Planar Void, which is also black for an enchantment. Whenever another creature is put into a graveyard from anywhere, exile that card. So it will hit the graveyard and then be exiled, which is leaving the mm, graveyard. Okay. So those kind of those kind of cards work really, really well. They're really good against other decks that want to go nuts with their graveyard. So if you add blue, uh, you get all the self-mill stuff. So Kaidel, Thrasios, Sakashima seems like it'd be good with Tormod just to get double zombies. Yep. Um, and then I thought you could also add the sort of shuffle your graveyard into your library cards just to kind of, especially if you're um, messing around with Planar Void, so you could like self mill. It's going to exile a bunch of cards. Well, first of all, you got to find it, and then yep. yeah. So there's like clear the mind. I'm not going to read them all. Days undoing, learn from the past, diminishing returns. Echo of Aeon is a really good one because it has flashback. But these all allow you to shuffle your uh, graveyard into your library. Now Tormod, you will only give you one uh, zombie when you do that. But just like self milling a lot, getting into these little combos where you've got you know these other grave caller type stuff that you want to do, and then just shuffling it back in and kind of read. Doing that, I think, is a way that Tormod can go. Especially if you have Sakshima, you're going to make a couple of zombies every time you do that. Um, yeah. The, the customary do it all with flash written down in the outline, which means just you can do it all at flash speed instead, and then you're really going... You're making... You want to do flash in this sec because you're making tapped 2-2 yep. two, two black zombies. So any, any way to do that ends like a surprise move before you untap is great. And you definitely don't want to be like, I did all this stuff. I made 50 zombies. Past, past turn. turn. Yeah, you definitely want to do it on the end step before your turn. Now I untap with them and I attack and win. Mm -hmm. uh, blue also gives you delve, which allows you to delve away, um, which is oh, every exiling cards. Yeah, you, you yep. get a zombie, right? Because it's multiple cards at a time. Um, I thought, I just mentioned while you have blue, you could add Thassa's Oracle as a secondary win con if your self mill is strong enough. Uh, green also seems like a natural fit because you can get Hermit Druid. The fastest milling card of all time. Yeah, because the first step the of right doing hands. good stuff with Tormod is getting a lot of things in your graveyard because you can't have things leave your graveyard unless there's stuff in there. So mm -hmm. Jimmy's favorite, yeah, Hermit Druid, you want to read it? Yeah. One in the green creature, Human Druid. One, one, you can pay green and tap it. Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a basic land card. Put that card into your hand and all other cards revealed this way into your graveyard. So it's like, haha, play five basic lands. You will average probably mill anywhere between 15 and 18 cards with a Hermit Druid activation. 
I mean, play really, one basic land, yeah. you're milling almost your entire deck, probably. Yeah, if you really want to do it, you play one or maybe two basic lands. Um, then, like, Ramanac Excavator is a really good one. Yep. Uh, and Crucible of Worlds, because anytime you're playing a land from your graveyard, that is a card leaving oh, your graveyard. Oh, yeah, that's great. You know, yeah. I keep forgetting this, that Tormod just doesn't care how it leaves. It just needs to get out of there. Uh, green also has a lot of dredge cards. Life from the Loam is a really good one. That is one in a green for a sorcery. Return up to three target land cards from your graveyard to your hand, but also has dredge three. And dredge is if you would draw a card, you may mill three cards instead if you do return this card from your graveyard to your hand. So that's a card leaving the graveyard and three cards going in that you can use later to leave the graveyard. So green, once again, seems like a very good pairing. Yeah, and then if you're actually playing blue, there are some ways to get your cards back into your deck as well. Memory's Journey is one of the it has flashback with green, so you can shuffle up to three target cards from your graveyard into the library and then flash it back. So you're getting a zombie each time, and maybe you're putting in a special combo piece. Do you think you run the Eldrazi in a deck like this for the ones that for shuffle? shuffle? It, yeah, I'm not sure. It depends on if you're running the Thassa's Oracles and you want that Laboratory Maniac style right. con, uh, win con in there. If you are, you don't, and if you're not, then yeah, you probably do. Because anytime Kozilek like, hits the bend, boom you shuffle and you get a zombie and it's mm -hmm. just kind of free right it just depends how much graveyard your cursion some of these graveyard decks really want a lot of stuff in the graveyard so they don't want to shuffle so maybe you don't yeah it just depends on the particulars but yeah memory's journey is great because if you are going hard self mill it allows you to save yourself because you mill that into the graveyard and then it's like okay put three cards yeah because it's got flashback at instant speed you can so do it again you don't, yeah. yeah you're like put thassa's oracle and now i can win Luris once more if you're going white because again this is just a card that plays stuff out of your graveyard and then you could also think about classic Salus Ren as well just there are a lot of ways that Tormod can be a helper and sort of like an enabler in that type of deck as well you can, even if you just play it in the 99 of a car of a deck that's running your sort of uh what's it called the uh, the bat one Desecrated, Desecrated tomb. tomb. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. White gives you all the recursion to the brought backs and the yeah. things like that. And those are things leaving your graveyard. So it's good. Red actually surprisingly had some stuff where I'm like, you might consider running red as one of your colors. Uh, Underworld Breach gives everything escape. Escape's really good because you're exiling cards oh. and then you're casting a card. So you get two triggers off. Everybody. Yeah. You, I think you'll get two zombies off of this thing because one's for the paying the casting cost and the other is the card. I think that's yeah, two I cards leaving. Enters the stack. I don't think it's all tied to the same thing. We don't know for sure. We're not judges, but maybe it's one maybe it's two but still good either way yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh you also get perforos and impact tremors so the zombies entering the battlefield can deal damage to each of your opponents so that when you really do grow, go off uh, however it is you can turn that into a win without even attacking so yep. red is definitely a consideration just on the back of a few cards so yeah i think tormod can be quite powerful um i'm glad they kept it in check with one or more cards leave the graveyard yeah that, that kind of but there's still a lot of stuff you can do with it so i think this is going to be fairly powerful because there's not a lot of ways to interact with your opponent leave the graveyard right like yeah they just have to exile your graveyard but even then you get at least one trigger off it yeah i mean that's <laughs> the thing play graveyard hate and but you don't want to like death right shaman them exactly or scavenging use them like sure oh, Bojuka right. bog, bog is good but a lot of the graveyard hate that's singular is not that great against Tormod. Like, He's just going to fill up the graveyard again anyway, so. Yeah, it's fine. But if they get it really big, and then you can exile it, then that could really hose them, because they get one zombie, and they don't have a lot to play with after that. But, yeah. Yeah. But hey, you could also put this into a Aristocrats deck. <laughs> yeah, it's Sir Conrad, anything with Sir Conrad. Sir Conrad, right? yeah. I was, I was like, when are we going to mention Sir Conrad? Yeah, we almost <laughs> went a whole episode, but I did. I just take it from the very <laughs> end. Yeah, we still haven't done that. I think Smothering Tithe is up there now with our uh, pro on the like the so profit and prefix list. Is like yeah, profit and prefix. <laughs> we yeah, talk about sure. it so often. All right, to the listeners, what do you think of the black partners from Commander Legends? Which are you most excited about? Uh, who would you pair it with? What are the synergies, interactions, combos uh, that you see that maybe we missed? And we do miss a lot, so we love to see it. And I would also say, if you're someone just reading the comments, our comment section on our videos, when they're just talking about combos and stuff, there's so much great stuff there as well as all across the internet. So we encourage everyone to do their own research as well. There's always going to be some interesting, cool tech or brew that's going to pop up even after the set review is long over. Yeah, these set reviews are not sort of meant to be a total comprehensive guide to each of these, right? These are yeah. just like little inspirations that Jimmy and I see, which is why they're not fully fleshed out. Uh, so hopefully they give you some inspiration. But if you want to give others inspiration, 
inspiration, comment in the comment section. And if you want to keep inspiring others around you and lead by example instead, you should pick up some of the cards that we talked about or ones that are swirling through your brain right now by heading over to cardkingdom.com slash command zone. Again, you're going to buy magic cards anyway. So why not do it in a way that supports our podcast? We would for sure be grateful for it. And it's what helps us keep making content, especially, geez, what looks like 10 episodes for Commander Legends because there are so many exciting cards in here. So if you see something that sort of piques your interest, even if there's a single or one card or you want to get a cool new etched foil version of a card, go to cardking.com slash command zone. They're going to hook you up with the best shipping and the best customer service in the biz. And if you do get that etched foil, that new etched foiling does look pretty sweet. It does. You're going to want to put it into a Pro Gloss Eclipse sleeve because their new Eclipses really do show off the vibrancy of the cards. Foils look great in the new sleeves and also they are very, very sturdy. They're going to protect your cards like nobody, like nobody's business. They are the ones that Jimmy and I trust with our own personal collection. So mm-hmm. Ultra Pro products are the way to go. Use their playmats, their deck boxes, their relic tokens, and of course their sleeves. Tons of good stuff out there. All right, no in-step today because we are doing too many episodes, but I do want to give big props to our ever-growing team, which is Manson Lung, Ashlyn Rose, Craig Blanchett, Lady Danger, Jake Boss, Josh Murphy, Alfred Estaca, Patrick Non, Sam Waldo, Arthur, Arthur Meadowcraft, sorry, Arthur Meadowcroft, he's one of the new ones, so I don't have that name down, <laughs> and uh, Jordan Pridgen. Also a new one. Yeah. All right. Special thanks to Jeffrey Ballmer for doing the Living Card animations that live behind us here on set. They also start our show on YouTube. You can find Jeffrey at Living Cards MTG. All right, everybody. Whew. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you for your attention. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com. Or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. (laughs) (laughs) Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.